Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Tesvav. We are starting a new parak parak Kol Kisve Hakodesh. So, just an introduction to the to the Mishnah. Let's say a person had you know Lailena or fire in his home on Shabbos. So, in today's world, the way our electricity set up, gas lines, halacha is that is called pikuach nefesh, and therefore a person should call this fire department. You you extinguish the fire as soon as possible. However, in the times of the Gemara based on the way their houses were set up, their tents, whatever exactly they lived in, you could walk out, you let it burn, but it wouldn't necessarily extend to the next house. It wouldn't necessarily be considered pikuach nefesh. So therefore, there was a concern that if I would, le- if, I would if you tell me I have to leave certain things in my home and let it burn, I'm going to get so nervous and I'm going to actually extinguish the fire on Shabbos. So in today's world, you're allowed to extinguish the fire, typically. Again, if someone has a fire in his backyard, maybe you wouldn't, but whatever, depending on the situation typically today you would, you would extinguish it back in the day you wouldn't you would let it just burn get out of there as soon as possible but there's a concern that if you let if you tell me i cannot remove certain items from my house i'm going to end up extinguishing the fire on shabbos and that would probably be an issue you have to get into machlekes of yudarab shimon you know what's your intention there but that would be the concern so the next mission talks about how far you could go what, what could you carry out clothing, maybe meal items. This mission discusses, let's say a person has Sifri Taira, you had Svarim in your home, are you allowed to save those? So Kol Kisvi HaKodesh, all Kisvi Kodesh, which Rashi tells us is Kagoyin Tarun Nevi Muksuvim, your Tanakh, your Chumash, Matzilin Oisan, Mipnei Hadalekov. There's a fire on Shabbos, you can save it on, on, on Shabbos. You could take it out from your Rishos. We'll talk about in the next mission how far you're bringing it, how far you're taking it, but you're allowed to, to do that on Shabbos. Now, what would be the, the Isser? The Isser might be removing it from one Rishos to another Rishos, either some type of Hoytza, probably not a Hoytza Daraisa, maybe you didn't have uh, a Shutfei Muvois, a Ruvi Chatseris, you didn't have a, uh, a partnership with your friend's yard, that would be one concern. Another concern would be a Tircha. You're busy schlepping things on Shabbos, that would be a, con- a case of a Tircha. But either way, Kisvei Kodesh, you could save it on Shabbos, Mipnei Adeleka, in a case of a fire. Now, Bein Shekar and Behen, whether these are the books that people read, and Rashi tells us that means Navi, that we read Navi, on Shabbos, you could read Navi on Shabbos, that's your Haftairah in Shul, Ubein She'ein Karen Ben, or things that we do not read on Shabbos. The example is Ksuvim. We do not read Ksuvim on Shabbos. Now, Rashi has two, two uh, Pshatim. Either we don't read it because you don't see that we read it in Shul, or as the Mishnah sounds like at the end, we're not allowed to read Ksuvim on Shabbos. And the Mishnah's going to ask, why can't you read it? So we'll see. Now, if you had Navi or Ksuvim, Bain Shikarim, Bain Shikarim, Bain Afa Pishik Suvim, Cholashan, even if they're written in any single language, English, Aramaic, Teunim Geniza, they need to be buried. The concept that we, we call Shamus, that you, don't, you put it in, in, uh, in Geniza, you don't just throw it in the garbage, and you cannot leave it in a place where that people will, will you know, take it and, and uh, ruin it. Fine. Now, why can you not read Ksuvim on Shabbos? Why can't the person say, I want to read Ksuvim, I want to read, I don't know, uh, Megillah's Rus? Why, why can't you do that? So the Gemara says, There's a concept of Bittel based Madrash. What does this mean? So we're going to see this a few times throughout Shas. And uh, you have Megillah, you have it in, um, you have in Gittin. There was, uh, you know, most people didn't have time to learn during the week. The only time they had to learn was on Shabbos. So there was a rule, like a community law, that Shabbos afternoon, everybody was in shul. And because people didn't have time during the week to learn, if you be mavatal, this learning 
of the drasha they caught on Shabbos. So the Gemara Gideon talks about a family that didn't go to shul, they used to make parties, you know, a kiddush club during the, uh, during the drasha. It wouldn't apply today probably because people have svarim and people learn during the week. You wouldn't have the same, uh, same level of bazillion. But back in the day, you didn't come to this drasha, Shabbos afternoon, that would not be good. So, they, so Chazal Asr'd learning ksuvim on Shabbos, because if you learn ksuvim, ksuvim is, you know, entertaining, and you'd be learning ksuvim, and you would get carried away, you forget to go to shul, the Beis HaKnesses, Shabbos afternoon, for the learning. Just by the way, let me show you on this, discuss why was it so important to come to this Shabbos drasha, because the Shabbos drasha, they will learn halacha, and if a person doesn't learn halacha, you're not going to know how to act in life. You're not going to know Shabbos. You're not going to know Hilchas Kashras. So even though Ksuvim is very nice, it's Taira, it's Lima Taira, but you're not going to know what to do. So it's always important when a person learns things, you know, even Dafyami, we try to, learn, we try to get as, as many halachas in as possible, but that, as the Shach writes in Hilchas Tamu Taira, in Yeridea, that is the most important part of your learning, is to learn halacha, to know what to do. Lumoid Amanas Lasas. Okay, so comes the Gemara, the Gemara says like this. Itmar. They have the following discussion in the base Medrash. We said, Kol Kisvi HaKodesh, all writings of Kodesh, you're allowed to take out. So, Hayuksuvim Targum, let's say you had things that were written in Targum, in Aramaic, Oy, Bechol or any language, not specifically Targum. Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna says, Ein Matzilin Oisan, Mipnei Hadleka. You do not save it from a fire on Shabbos. Now, we'll go back to the Mishnah, just it's very important to point this out. The Mishnah did not, never said explicitly that you would save it on Shabbos. It, all it said was, anything that's, anything that's written, even if it's written in English, if you have a Chumash that's written in English, has to be buried. You cannot leave it in the street, lying around, but we're going to call that Shemus. So it didn't say, do I save it on Shabbos, do I not save it on Shabbos? So Rav Huna says, you do not save it on Shabbos. You would, in fact, save these, let's say we call it the art school chumash, you would save it on Shabbos. So the Gemara says like this. Now, it seems like there's a machlekes if you're allowed to read a, a translation of the chumash. Now, Toysus points out, we said, we wrote Talmud Bavli, Talmud Yishami, Midrashim, Halacha Svarim. There's unlimited, right? The unlimited how many books you could buy. So this is not Nagea Bezmanazet. But back in the day, there were, they kept the original Messiah, that you don't, the, that Torah Sheva Pez, Edom Nechtavim, you don't write it. Anytime you're writing a translation, intrinsically you're adding, you're, you're putting in a translation, so that is going to be Torah Sheva Pez. So there's a Machoikas if you're allowed to translate it. And if, it's, if it has been translated, can a person read it? So he says like this. According to the Mandamar that says, Nitnu Likris Pen, you're allowed to read an English Chumash or uh, Egyptian Chumash back in the day. Of course, you could save it on Shabbos because if I'm allowed to learn from it, that's Torah. You're not allowed to read from a Chumash that was written in Spanish. So Rav Huna, Amar, Rav Huna says, oh, if I can't read from it, then I should not be able to save it on Shabbos because it doesn't have Kedusha. You're not allowed to read from it. Obviously, this is not considered a safer. Rav Chista, Amar, Matzilin, you could in fact save it on Shabbos, even though you cannot read from them. So Rav Chista holds, at the end of the day, this is considered a safer. You're right, you shouldn't have done it, you shouldn't have wrote it, you know, written it, it's, uh, you know, but it has already been put down on paper. 
You want to tell me I can't read from it? That's another halacha. Don't read from it. But at the end of the day, there's some intrinsic value to it. It's, it's considered a safer, and therefore, you should save it on Shabbos. It's not, we learned in a Mishnah. Kol kisve ha-kodesh, matzilin oisan mipnei ha-delega. Ol kisve kodesh all things that are written. Davrash uh, you save it from a fire on Shabbos. Again, why are you saving it? Because if you would tell me that I cannot save it, there was a concern that a person would go now and extinguish the fire. So, whether you're allowed to read from it, that's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah sounds like, even if it's written in any language, my love, Shekarin Ben Vim. What does Shekarin Ben mean? Navi. We read Haftarah, Yeshaya, Shmuel, read Navi on Shabbos. That's called Karin Ben. You're allowed to save it. Vishain Karin Ben, Ksuvim. And you're still allowed to say it. You're still allowed to save it on Shabbos. Afa Pishik Sum Chalash. And the Mishnah sounded like that even if it's written in any language. And Deloy Nitnu Likris Ben, even though you don't read this on Shabbos, the Chiddush is the Katani Matzilin. You are allowed to save it. So how could Rav Huna have a dissenting opinion from our Mishnah? Our Mishnah clearly can't. I, I tried to give Rav Huna some leeway here. But if you go back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah seems, if you read it straight, you have Kolkis Lekodesh, Matzilin Asam, Nehad Leika, Bein Shekarim Behen, Bein Shein Karim Behen, Navi, Ksuvim, Afa Pishiksum, Chalashain, right? Sounds like you need it. The Gemara says, Tzif the Ravuna. It's a Kash and Ravuna. So, Amalach Ravuna, Vitisbara. Doesn't make any sense what you're saying. And that's how you read the Mishnah. Ema Sefer, look at the Sefer. The Sefer says, Teunin Geniza. It needs to be uh, buried. Go back to your top of, top of the page, Teunin Geniza. So, one second. If you're telling me I'm allowed to save it on Shabbos, of, co- of course it needs Geniza. Of course it's Kaddish. Of course it has Kedusha. Hashtat Suli Matzilinon. Now that you told me I'm allowed to save it on Shabbos, that's the Mishnah says. So Geniza me, boy. It has to tell me that, oh, it has to be buried. You can't just leave it in the street. So it can't be that our Mishnah is talking about Nevi'im, Meksuvim, Bechol Lashan. So how do you read the Mishnah? I'll tell you. They have their own way of understanding the Mishnah. And you read the Mishnah like this. So I'm just going to go back to the Mishnah. All things that are written, you could save it from a fire. Whether they are read on Shabbos, which is Nevi'im. Which is Ksuvim. You don't read it on Shabbos. When do I save it? He adds a bunch of words there. That's when it's written in Lashon Kodesh. If it's written in a different language, English, Spanish, French, you cannot save it on Shabbos. Why not? Because you don't, you're not supposed to be reading these things on Shabbos. You're not supposed to be reading these things. Since Chazal Asr, want to write it down, don't read it. Even though it shouldn't have been written. And you're not allowed to learn from these farms. Still, Geniza Bo. At the end of the day, there are words of Torah in it, and we should not just throw it in the garbage. You would have to bury it as you would treat a regular Sefer Torah. Geniza Bo. So that's how Rav Huna read the Mishnah. And you read it like that, there's no proof regarding various languages of writing down the Nevi'im and Ksuvim. That was Rav Huna's understanding of the Mishnah. Comes Rav Chista. Rav Chista Matarot's the mayor. Rav Chista said, I'll tell you what's Pshat in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that Kokis Vekoidesh, you're allowed to save it, Bein Shikarin Behen, which is Nevi'im, or Bein Shein Karin Behen, which is Ksuvim, Afa Piksha Ksuvim Bechalosh, and even if they're written in English, Spanish, French, Matzilin, you can save it. Now, 
the question was, if you tell me I'm allowed to save it on Shabbos, so why does the mission, why does the mission have to go on and say, oh, oh, by the way, it needs Geniza, it needs to be buried. Of course, if you're saving it on Shabbos, you're allowed to violate some type of Issa de Rabbanon of either carrying it to another Rishos or the, the uh, concept of Tircha on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Hachi Kamar. The Chiddush is umakak shalahem and their decay. Yeah, we had this earlier in the Masechta. You have a decay of the cloth. Teunin Geniza, it still needs to be buried, even though it's already falling apart. It would still need to be buried, and that was the extra Chiddush of the Mishnah. Fine. So at this point, we have Machlekes Rav Huna Rav Chista. According to Rav Huna, if it was written in other languages, you cannot read it. You cannot save it on Shabbos. There is a concept of, of uh, not burying it um, in, in, you know, in, a, in putting in the garbage, that's at that level he agrees. Rav Chista says, no, there's no difference. You're allowed to uh, save it on Shabbos. Mesvi, they asked the following question of Rav Huna. It says in Abraisa, if you have it written, was the, the Sifrit Kaddish is written in Targum, whether it's Aramaic or Spanish, Matzilin Oisan Mipnei Hadleka. You are indeed allowed to save it from the fire. So you have an explicit Brisa, and Rav Huna cannot argue on a Brisa that says you're allowed to save it on Shabbos. Different than Rav Huna. So Amalach Rav Huna, Hai Tana Savar, Nitnu Likris Behen. This Tana holds like the Tana of a Machlekes if I'm allowed to read from a book that was a translation of Chumash. Rav Huna was saying, according to me, that you're not allowed to read from a Sefer that was translated from a Chumash. Okay, so you cannot save it on Shabbos, but you high Tanasavar, Nitnu Lukris Ben, you could indeed read from it, and it's not a question. Tashma, another question on Ravuna. It says, Hayuksuvim, you have Giftis, Maddis, Ivris, Elamis, Yivanis, different types of languages, Egyptians and Maddai, and Ivris is actually the original uh, Ivrit. They call it from Avar Hanar. They would call that uh, the original Hebrew a different uh, way of, of, uh, of spelling, of, of letters. You see again that you're allowed to you're allowed to uh, save it from a fire on Shabbos, even though halach is you're not allowed to read from it. So why is Rav Huna telling me that according to the one that you cannot read it, you cannot save it on Shabbos? You see, Brisa says you could. So to for the Rav Huna, once, once again, some Rav Huna that itself is a machlekes tanah. The tanah in Brisa, hayiksuvim targim halashayin. It was written anything, any language, you could save it from a fire. So once again, we have Machlaikas in the Tanaim. If you could, in fact, uh, read this, if you could, in fact, save these things from a fire on Shabbos. Amr Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi had the following story. So Rashi says that Abba Chalafta is really the father of Sorry, that Chalafta is the father of Rabbi Yossi. This is actually brought down in Hilchus uh, Av. If a person calls his father by, by the name, you don't, you don't call your father or Rabbi by his first name, but uh, if you call him Rav something, so let's say you're Rosh Hashiva, Rav Shleima, whatever, you call, you call him something, so that is brought down Lahaka. It's a riot from our, our Gemara. It's interesting, Halacha. It's not the custom to do this. A person should you know, typically call your father, daddy, father, you know, dad, whatever, but not, uh, not by his first name. So you have a story of Abba Chalafta, he went next to Rabbi Gamliel, whose name was Baribi. He's sitting on the table by the table of Yochanan the Nazuf, and in his hand he had the newest edition of a Sefer Eiv that was Targum, that was translated. He's reading from the translated Sefer Eiv. 
Armelis, Abba Tachlafta tells him, sorry, Abba Chalafta tells him, Zachor Anik Rabbi Gamliel Avi Avicha. I remember Rabbi Gamliel Hazakin, who was your grandfather that lived in the times of Bayez Shani, he would stand on the step on Harabayez, and they brought in front of him an earlier uh, translation of Eov, Va'amar, and he said, Labanoi to the builders. Yesterday we had the Gemara tells us, right? You have your, uh, your builders of, of Tamid Cham. Here it actually means Banoi, the builders. Shak'eu Tachas Nidbach. Throw a derriere underneath the Nidbach as a pile of stones. So, Afu, Tziva Olav Ugnazai. So, Baribi told the person next to him, Yachinan Hazanov, to. to uh, to bury it, he told where he told the people next to him bury it, just like his grandfather had done. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yudah, that's not what happened. They didn't uh, put it underneath the stones. Arevo shall tit kafrolav. In the base of Mikdash, when Rabbi Gamliel Hazakin said he can't have this translation of Eov, they took a bucket of cement and they put it on top of it. So I'm a Rabbi. Rabbi said, "Stay true voice padaver." I have two ha'aras, two things that don't make sense with your version of the story. Chada, first of all, v'chitit b'harabayis minayin. Where do they have cement? They didn't have clay on harabayis, so that cannot be the accurate version of the story. V'oid v'chimutul adam yadi. You destroy it with your hands. You're literally taking uh, cement and putting it on top of it. You want to tell me to leave it and let it decay on its own? That's not cool. Destroying it with one's hand. But here you're literally doing it. Manichem makamator for you. You leave it in a place of that's hefker, that's uh, open, not guarded. Vehain markivim alein, and let them rot on their own. Okay, so we kept mentioning that Ravuna mentioned. Oh, this is a machloekis tanam. So man tanoi, who are these tanam that discussed if you're allowed to save a kisvei kodesh that are written in different languages? So kuftes vavam beis ilema tanakama de rabbiosi, the tanakama of rabbiosi that says that kisvei kodesh haksuvim cholashon. That goes like Rav Chista. And Rav Yossi says, That goes like Rav Huna. So the Gemara says, Maybe they're arguing about something else. He holds, You're allowed to read from them. If I'm allowed to read from them, that's a regular Chumash. I don't need a Chiddush. Of course you're allowed to save it. You're not allowed to read from them. But who told me that Rav Huna is wrong? Rav Huna is... Uh, Rav Huna's opinion was that since I cannot uh, that since I cannot read, read from it so then I cannot uh, save it on Shabbos but who says that's incorrect? If it's I have Machoikas, one said you could save it one said you can't save it, maybe the one who says you could save it holds the regular Chumash, so of course you could save it and the one who holds you cannot save it, it's not a regular Chumash it's a translated thing, so Rav is fine, you don't have a kasha on Rav so who are these two Tanam? Ella, Rav Yoisi, the Tana de Giftis it goes back to Rav Yoisi who says that if it's written any Lashon you cannot save it, that is that goes like Rav Huna, the Tana de Giftis and the Tana who was talking about the different languages of the various uh, Egyptian he said, even though you cannot read from it, and that goes like Rav Chista. So Rav Huna and Rav Chista fit with this Machlekes, Rav Yoisi and the Tana that spoke about the giftus, the various languages that they would translate the Chumashan. Okay. Tana They taught the following Baisa, which comes along with our Mishnah. Habrachis. So what's Brachis? So look at Rashi, the fourth line from the top. Matbea Brachis Sounds like your first Siddur. Other so your original siddur. So whenever you uh, discuss 
why we have so many different Sidurim. You have your Sephardic Siddur, you have different types of Sephardic Siddurs, you have Nusach Svar, Nusach Ashkenaz, and you want to go back historically trying to figure out what was the original Siddur. So right here, this was the original Siddur, and you'll see why we have so many different versions of it. At least, you know, outside of Shmanesra, you have different, uh, you know, versions of what exactly should be in the Siddur. So, Tan Rabbanon, Habrachos, you had a Siddur, Vakimein, an amulet, Afa Pishyesh Ben Oisio Shel Shein, even though there's the Shem Hashem in it, Umen Yonis Harbesh of quote many Psukim in the Torah, Halachis, Ein Matzilin Oisan, Mepnei Adalek, if you have a fire on Shabbos, and you have Siddurim, you cannot save it on Shabbos. Elon Nisrafin Bimkoiman, they're supposed to be burnt in this place because you're not allowed to write it. Since I'm not allowed to write down a siddur, because the siddur had a, a gedder, halachic status of Torah Shabbat Now you know why they didn't have, you can't find the original manuscript of a siddur. It was passed on me, that's why you had a shliach tzibar, to, to be yoytze, all the people that didn't know the brachas, right? That's why you say brachas in the morning in shul, because people didn't know it. Today we do it anyways, but it's all a minog. So let it burn. Elon is Mekayman. Let it burn in this place. Heim Askari saying that and the Shem Hashem. Fascinating, if you leave in those brackets. Mekan Amru from here, Chazal said, If someone writes down a Siddur, he, it's like he burnt a Sefer Torah. Why is that? Because it's going to happen that he's going to have a fire in his home, and he's going to have to leave it there burning, so it's as if he burnt a Sefer Torah. So, Rav Moshe Faisen has at least two chuvas where he quotes this Gemara. One of them is probably the most epic chuva. That, that people argued with Ramosha Feinstein, so it's his first Chelek in Yeridea, no, in Archaim. Archaim, Chelek Aleph, Simon Dalit, Hey and Vav. So the, I think the original question was our partner, Zetzal. He had someone that was sick, doesn't say what type of sickness he was, and the question was like this Can the person wear tefillin? They're going to bring his tefillin into the hospital, but the doctor said they're going to have to burn everything that's in this room, whatever the disease was back in the 30s. So can you bring tefillin? into a hospital room, knowing that this is never going to come out, it's going to have to be burnt. So Ramosh says, you have a fair Gemara. The Gemara says, someone who, who writes brachos, it's as if he burnt a Sefer Torah. Now why does the Gemara say it's as if? Because there, you don't know if you're going to have a fire in your house. But if you know there's going to be a fire, that is considered burning. So he, he was machmer. Rav Gifter, Zetzal, so two chuvas later, asked him a question from the Gemara, I think it's Dav Kovchov, Someone who had the Shem Hashem written on him and is going to the mikvah and he's going to be racing the Shem Hashem. Seems like it's mutter. So tattoos, your kevavke tattoos. But um, we'll get to that in Kovchov, what Ramosh's response back to that was. But Ramosh was very stark on this opinion. Came out all the Paiskim argued. Everyone in his dar, I mean, Chasyitzak, Chasyaka, they're all arguing with him. But Ramosh was uh, stark in his opinion. He wrote three chuvas explaining himself and he, he didn't budge. He felt that it was Asr, that one cannot bring in Tfilin. Uh, into this. I saw Rav Asher Weiss was in one of his coronavirus shows was talking about this, but I didn't, I didn't have a chance to look it up. I, I don't know if had, we had the same exact case, but it touched upon some of these things. Well, you saw something? It's on one of these websites. Yeah? The, they weren't letting the, the fill- They weren't letting it out, so where are you allowed to do it? But they weren't, weren't burning it, probably. But they were rid of it, though. They were throwing the garbage. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 80 years later, still the same chew. Wow. Okay. Fine, well, look, I think, I think Rav Asher Weiss wrote about it. I just didn't have a chance to look it up before, before the share. If anyone has the, uh, anyone who looks it up, let me know. Okay, fine. So you see from here that one is not allowed to write down the, uh, the Shemana Esrei. So, Maisa Be'echot Shei Koisei Vitzidin. Oh, by the way, Ramesh has another tshuva, uh, similar, <laughs> similar discussion, talking about you had these yeshivas or people would send out like a bencher, send out benchers in the mail, and, you, you know, please, please give a check 
back, you know, it was like, oh, you give a Hanukkah candles, they give a bencher. So the bencher had the Shem Hashem, it's for the Sadarach, all these other things in there. And our Moshe says, you know, most people are throwing straight in the garbage. So, can't do that. Usser, you're not allowed to give out, throw out bench, you're not allowed to send benchers in the mail, people are going to throw it in the garbage. So there are much that gets into that, it's not just the Shem Hashem, it's the Pesukim as well. Even if you, even if you write the Dalids and you write, hey, you don't actually write the Shem Hashem, I'm just machmer on this, there are places that are Mako. I remember this came up once, we were by a rally or something in Manhattan, one of these political rallies, and someone printed out like a paper version of like Minchamar, you know. To, to be Mizaka the Oilam. And someone realized, I was with Rabbi Reisman then, and someone realized there was a Yudke Vavke. They forgot, they printed it, they printed Yudke Vavke. So you have a million yellow uh, Milchamaras. So the question is, well, well, even without the Yudke Vavke, you ought to throw it out? So it's a good question. Well, very good. Delivered and published at everyone's house. Garbage. So get it and it rains on it. And they, so what do you do? Right, so officially they don't print Psukim. That's their, that's their, that's their rule. So, I think Ravali Melech from the Zhenskis, I think one of the, one of the big Chesidish Rebbe's on their Kever, on their Tzion, there's a Pasuk there. So Reisman says, once every five years, the editor forgets to take it out because they, they want to show Shabbos in, in Lezhensk, and there's a picture of a Pasuk on a Kever. Okay, assuming he, he, he agreed that they should write it on there. That's one. You have other issues regarding invitations, writing, you know, Kol Sassim and Kol Simchas. Usually they leave a space or it's not really considered a Pasuk because you're not writing the full Pasuk. There are different Paiskim that discuss this. You have also by Sukkah decorations. People write Pesukim. So, uh, interesting. I think uh, Aunt Mira has a store in, in Eretisol where they have Pesukim on rings. You know, they put, uh, not your aunt, my aunt. So, uh, at what point is it like you have to do Geniza or as opposed to just recycling it? So, that's a very good question. So, Geniza is when it has the Shem Hashem, these types of things, but to burn it, you would not be able to burn um, there's also a very important tshuva of the Nitziv, which we're going to run. Out, we're not going to have time for that. But the Nitziv talks about whether there was no um, no intention of actually writing the words, I meaning there was no lishma in it. Let's say someone gets a tattoo. Or, I don't know. You see some basketball players they have a Yurke Vavke tattoo. There's no kedusha in that. So let's say they have a picture of that on your uh, Star Tribune sports section. Can you bring that into the bathroom? You know, so that would be much. Let's say you have a ring that says uh, God or something, or your, your dollar bill, your classic, right? It's, it's still on it for, for now. At some point, it's going to be racist. Um, but okay. So, yeah, so those things, it's not really talking mm-hmm. about, I mean, that actually, or Yaakov was Machmer, I think, not to, not to bring his wallet into the bathroom. <laughs> All right, fine, let's keep going. But it's, it's a good question. When do you have to bury it? When, when not? When yes? Okay. There was a person in Sidon that he wrote the Siddur. So there was a person in Sidon that wrote the Siddur. So Father Rabbi Shmuel, the boy, wanted to go check it out. This is true. We're not allowed to do this. Rabbi Shmuel was going up the ladder, going to, to make a bust. So here, the person realized that Rabbi Shmuel was coming. So Natal, Tumas, he... Uh, Shabrach uh, took a stack of, of these sedurim, the shikon, the sefer, shayam, He threw it into a bucket of water, so the whole thing got erased. You did it with your hands. You literally destroyed it. That's worse than just allowing than writing it. Writing it, okay, that's one thing, but to destroy it with your hands, you should not be doing that. The Reish Galusa asked the following question from Rabba Baravuna. So, so the, the first part of the daf went into the. The Mishnah. The Mishnah spoke about Kol Kisvei Kodesh, all things that are written, that are that are Tanakh. Then the Gemara went into what if it's not written in in uh, in, in Lashon Hakodesh? Is it written in Aramaic? Is it written in Hebrew? All these different things. That was 
one question on the Mishnah. Next question is, what if it was written in a different type of ink? Maybe only the specific ink of Sifrei Torah that's significant, that has kiyom, that lasts. What about various types of ink? So Yekoisim Misam was written in either some type of yellow ink or some plain old ink. Ubesikra, a red dye. Bekoimus, a sap from a tree. Gum, time, other types of, uh, of inks. Some learn this is like a shoe polish type of uh, type of thing. But Lashon Hakodesh, but they're written in Lashon Hakodesh. So you don't have the English issue, the Greek issue, but you have it in Lashon Hakodesh, but it's written in a in an inferior ink. So the question is, Matzilon Oisam Mipnehat Leka? Can I save it from the fire? Or can I not save it from the fire? So the Gemara is like this. Tiboi Lamandamar Matzilon and Tiboi Lamandamar Imatzilon. You can have this Shaila according to Rav Chista, who said, when it comes to, when it's written in Greek, I'm allowed to save it. You could have the same Shiloh here. Maybe that's only by various languages, but by inferior ink, it wouldn't apply. And you can have the same Shiloh according to Rav Huna. We're not sure. Now, let's see that. When do I say you're allowed to save Sifrei Kedusha? Hanimili, Hecha Dixivi Targum of That, that's only, I'm sorry, I read it wrong. When do I say you cannot save something on Shabbos when it's not written in Lashon HaKadosh? Here it's written in Lashon HaKadosh, even though you didn't use the, the classic DI, you used some other ink, I still could save it because it has Kedusha. I don't know. That's only when it's written in DI, because that lasts a long time. And therefore you could save it. Since it doesn't last. So then, you cannot save it. So Rabba, Barafuna responded because that was the question was addressed to him. You cannot save it unless it's written in DI. So the says, but Aruna says you do in fact save it, even though it was written in a different type of ink. So Amalei Rabbi Aruna said, hey, Tanya, if you already asked someone and he says it in a brisa, so Tanya, I'll go with the brisa. You're right. I'll take back my my uh, my psak. My Tanya, where is this brisa that says you're allowed to save it, even if it's written in various types of ink? Amrav Ashik, the Tanya went in a brisa, ain't being swarm the Megillah. The brisa says no difference between your regular sefer of uh, of ksuvim, of of nach, the Megillah. Uh, there's no difference between that and your Megillas Esther. Ella Shahasvarim Nechtav Mechalashan. Your classic Sefer could be written in any language. Umegillah Achitek Suva Ashuris Ala Sefer Ubudiyai. It has to be written Lashon Akadesh on Klaf Ubudiyai. So you see from there that that uh, only Megillah needs this. All other Swarm do not. So it fits well that you could save those on Shabbos. Boomine Rav Huna Bar Chilov Merav Nachman. Rav Huna Bar Chilov asked the following Shiloh from Rav Nachman. Sefer Torah she'ein boi lelakit shmoinim v'chamesh oisya. So you have a Sefer Torah that got, you know, erased or worn out, and you do not have, I mean, you're missing the whole Sefer Torah, basically. You have a little bit remaining. What do I have? I have 85 letters. If I have 85 letters, now what's the significance of 85 letters in the Sefer Torah? It's like not even 1%. It's nothing. So we just had this in Chumash, that the small parsha of Ahib and Sarah, that has 85 letters, and we're going to see tomorrow's daf, end of today's daf, but tomorrow's daf, there's a separation in the Torah, maybe your Gemara is a picture of it in tomorrow's daf, but we'll see that there's a, um, what do you say? Backwards nuns. Yeah, backwards nuns in your Chumash, exactly. So you have the separation, that's tomorrow's daf. So it was like a parsha bifne atzma. It's like its own parsha. 
Well, the, the Ramban talks about why not to, not to have smichas peronius next to each other. We all know the, the, uh, the different Torah on it. So since the smallest parsha in the Torah has, consists of 85 letters, so if I have 85 letters left in my Sefer Torah, it seems like that is considered a halachic Sefer Torah. Okay, now what will be the difference? I'm just saving in a Shabbos. So, boy, me nay, Ravuna Barchilim Rav Nachman, Sefer Torah, does not contain 85 letters. Can I save it or not? It only has 83 letters, not 85. What, what about the actual What if it's missing? I'm sorry. You're telling me if all I had remaining was and it's missing a letter or something because if it has 85 letters in your root so let's say you have a whole parish of Hebron Saron missing a hay or a vav somewhere so he says look at me boyly I don't have a Shiloh why because the cave in the Isbi Haskara says it's Shem Hashem Kuma Hashem V'yifutsu Evecha so you do have the name Hashem there I would anyways have to save it on Shabbos the same way I would save a Kamea if not for the fact you're not allowed to write it or I would save a Siddur so of course I would save a Sefer Torah that has the Shem Hashem look at me boyly the cave in the Isbi Haskara is Avagad V'lisbi Shemoyin of Chamesh Oisius Matzilam Kikame boyly Sefer Torah She'ein B'lilakit you only have uh, 84 letters and you do not have the Shem Hashem My. What's the halacha? I'm really a matzilin. You cannot, you don't, you don't save it because it no longer has the kedusha of a sefer Torah. So Eisvei, Targum Sheikh Savi Mikra. The Bible says like this: You have something in the Torah that was supposed to be written in Targum, and we'll see which words in Chumash actually are Targum or are, are, uh, Aramaic, or you have a Mikra Sheikh Savi Targum. You have a piece of Chumash that they wrote it in Targum instead of in Lashon Kodesh. Ukasav Ivris, or you wrote it in the Ksav Ivrit, or Eva Hanar, Ivrit is a newer language, but it means the ancient Ivris. So halach is matzilin mipneh leka. If just you have that alone, you would save it from the fire. Vein sarachlaimer, targum sheba Ezra, sheba Daniel, sheba Tara. The targum that's in Ezra, Daniel, and Tara, those of course you would save because those are supposed to be written in targum. Now, the Gemara assumes that we're talking about you're saving it for two letters. Targum Shabbatar Maniel. Where do you see that there's Targum in the Torah? So the Gemara says Yegar Sadusa, it's a Pasuk in Parsha Vayetze. Lovin and Yaakov met by Yegar Sadusa. I think uh, that's a Lovin called that place, and Yaakov called the Galid, I believe. Yeah, Vayikar Lovin Yegar Sadusa. So that's an Aramaic term. What do you see from here? I'm saving the Chome, the Sefer Torah for two letters, for two words. Va'afagav, the lesbe shmoinim chamesh. I say there's no, you don't have 85 letters in, the, in those two words. It doesn't make any sense. So the verse says, no, kitani lahashlem. That's talking about, I had 70 letters or whatever, you do the math. I had 70, I had 76 letters. And I also have yigar sodusa, which finishes up to 85. Does that, inc- is that included in the 85 letters? Yes. Okay, so yiboyelhu. Let's say I had 85 letters. Does it have to be mechunasos? It has to be mechunas entered, meaning uh, in one place. Like uh, Haman says, Does it, could it even be spread out? These 85 letters have to be in close proximity or spread out. So the Gemara says, Mechunas has to be together. Even if it's spread out, 
they combine to still be called a Sefer Torah. So Mesve, I see you following Kasha, it says in the Bright of Sefer Torah, Shabbalah, you have a Sefer Torah that got worn out. If I could gather 85 letters, Kigarin, which would be the equivalent of Parshas Vahibin, Sararain, Matzilin, Vimla, if I cannot gather 85 letters together, A Matzilin, what do you see from here? The terminology being used is Lakate to gather. Seemingly, there could be all over the Chumash, as long as uh, cumulatively you have 85 letters. Tiyufta Duravhuna, Ravuna said only if it's close proximity. So Tirgamara Chista leave Duravhuna Bateva. So if Chista comes to answer the Kasha and Ravuna saying, don't ask my colleague, I'll tell, uh, my, uh, the one who's my, dissent, my dissenting, I'll tell you, Pshat, that he could be, uh, get out of it. He's talking about Batevas. The Brysa says, you could be Malakate when you have words that are complete words, but they're all over the place in Tyra. So then he can be malakated. Where Afuna was saying, he was talking about letters. So if the letters itself are all over the place, then Afuna would say, you cannot put, combine them, and therefore you will not have 80 letters. Okay, so tomorrow's daf, we'll, we'll start with the bottom of here. That's uh, the Simonim, we'll get into that. Maybe we'll get a picture of a Sefer Tyra to, uh, to show what it looks like. Yashir Kayach.